0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PS Blue podcast for when you run out of other gaming podcasts and need to listen to two cousins bicker with each other. I'm Anthony, and without further ado, here is my co-host, Vinny. How are we doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good, Anthony, Uh, a hair sunburnt, but, you know,
0: getting (laughs) through that.
1: Um, What about you? You doing all right?
0: I'm good. Uh, Just kind of a busy week for me. Um, Sounds like it was a busy week for both of us, but I'm just really happy that we've stuck with this and we are at in my opinion at the most crucial juncture we are exactly one month into recording uh for those of you who don't know there's an episode zero so this is actually episode three is actually our fourth episode one month in how do you feel about the podcast so far feel really
1: good really good like like i said last week we're learning with each episode and we're taking the good we're taking the bad too and you know just just kind of pushing forward with that and. It's a lot of fun though. I think that this is, I, I, I hope I could speak for you when I say this is fun for both of us for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed myself a lot. Um, what I haven't enjoyed talking about the bad, uh, we're having some technical issues sort of every episode. For some reason, your mic sounded awesome in the last three episodes and my mic sounded like terrible. <laughs> so I got a new mic. Uh, I hope that resolves the issue we're trying to get rid of some of the background noise too so just just keep keep uh looking out for the audio quality to improve we're we're working on it anyway have you played anything fun this past week or just some of the same things you've been playing so for your consideration, as as we discussed
1: last week, my game has been Deathloop. That has been pretty much the only game that I've been playing. No, nothing additional, some mobile okay. games that I'm very ashamed to talk about on the podcast, so I won't get into those. Uh, but but <laughs> a, a lot of Deathloop,
0: a lot of Deathloop for sure, and I'm, I'm okay. excited to talk about that one. <laughs> yeah, same old for me, I've just been playing hockey. Shout out to the Rangers, we forced Game 7 tonight, I'm very nervous, so... That'll be fun against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, very anxious for that. But anyway, let's let's get back on track. So for today's episode, we have some talking points that are pretty interesting. We're going to discuss Roller Champions and Rocket League wannabes, uh, Jedi Survivor, Thor, Love and Thunder, PS5, lesser talked about features, Forspoken, and Modern Warfare 2 release date. Uh, at the end of the episode, I'm also going to review Celeste. So without further ado, actually, before we get into this, Vinny, why don't you go ahead and tell us the quote of last week's episode, since you were so excited to share it with us.
1: That's right, Anthony. Our highest honor on the podcast. That is the quote of last week's episode <laughs> goes to Anthony this week, and it was something that upon listening to it a you know second time... it jumped out to me, leaped off the page if you will. Let me go ahead and read this quote of last week's episode. Anthony says, "Hockey is just such a fun sport to play that it sort of transcends the EA stink." Very poetic, very well put. Anthony, what are your thoughts on that quote? Do you have anything to add? What are, what are your what's your overall takeaway there?
0: Uh, I stand by what I said. The EA stink is a real thing, but I've always loved hockey um i played it as a kid growing up and no matter what it's gonna be fun i took a break from the hockey games so it's a guilty pleasure for sure but it's a it's a good game it's a fun game um but that quote that you decided to go with for this week actually catapulted us into one of our talking points which is the diminishing returns in sports gaming Now, let me just go ahead and and lay some of this out on the line really fast. So Madden 22 has a Metacritic score of 68 and a user score of 0.6. Obviously, there's some non-response bias in there, but there is 511 reviews, 511 unhappy people at this game. We go to Madden 21, a 63 on Metacritic, 0.3 user review. 5,700 reviews. NHL 22, the game that I'm playing right now. Metacritic score of 71, user score of 4.4. The iteration before that, same thing. Metacritic, 72, user 2.2, which is even worse. FIFA, the golden standard for video games. The game that started it all as far as Ultimate Team, which is... Really, in my opinion, where where the stink starts and ends. FIFA is now in the 70s with a Metacritic score of 78 and a user score of 2.6. There are other soccer games out there now that are competing for the number one spot from FIFA. Uh... FIFA 21 had a user score of 0.8 with 2,100 reviews. Uh, And this is just from Metacritic. It has been known for a very long time that EA's quality of sports games has been on the steady decline. Vinny, I'm going to toss it over to you. Those are the stats. Why don't you give us some more of the passionate part of this discussion?
1: This is near and dear to my heart, because, and, and, and I know it is for you, because me and you, we've played sports games together in the past. Sure. And it's really sad to see this sort of discrepancy between the critical reviews and the user reviews. I will say this. I think we are finally, maybe, I don't even want to say this. We might be getting to a point where the critics are starting to agree. We might be. And, and I say this I because, yeah, and, and one thing that kind of jumped out to me, I think this was a few years back, was when FIFA for Switch got, I, I want to say, like a two on IGN like a like a disgraceful review and if you get That's a two crazy. on IGN it, it if you get a two on IGN it means that your game is my god I mean if you can't get a seven on that website it's 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 <laughs> probably a terrible game I, it's just sevens <laughs> and eights yeah I know over and over again and it just really is sad and let me just say this about your quote by the way that I kind of just thought of as you were speaking can you imagine an NHL commercial and you know how they put quotes of their games bragging about you know here's what critics have to say Anthony's quote. Could you imagine this quote? Hockey is just, (laughs) this is a positive quote. This is a positive quote. Hockey is just such a fun sport to play that it sort of transcends the EA stink. Could you imagine that quote (laughs) popping up on the screen for a commercial? That's where my mind went with this as you were talking. I was like, man, what a great, yeah, go ahead.
0: If they want to have like a greatest hits version of NHL 22 and they want to use my quote, they have full like control of that quote if they want to use it just putting it
1: out Uh, there it's such a good it's such a good quote I think it's 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 very positive like you said it's it's very positively said and and very poetic but I think one of the big issues and I I kind of I, I always go back to this because I'm one of those just sad players that buys Madden every year and I don't know why I do it I didn't buy last year's that was the first time I think in about nine, ten years that I didn't buy the previous Madden. It it I think one of the biggest issues is there's just this monopoly with these sports games. There's no other football games other than Madden. The developers right. do not have access to make these games. I think that the the way to potentially solve this issue lies there. It's giving the access to these maybe indie developers, I don't know, you know, smaller studios that would actually pour their hearts into these games, not just a tiny update that doesn't really do anything, essentially a roster update, which is what all these are. I'm sorry. And And it's really sad because I think every single one of those games you talked about, all the new ones every year, roster update, maybe two or three new mechanics. And that's it. That's all you get. And oh, oh! By the way, here are these Ultimate Team stuff that we're just gonna throw in your face constantly because seventy dollars isn't enough for us. We need more of yeah. your money. We need as Let's much money as that. we can get.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about Ultimate Team. Have you played Ultimate Team in any of the Madden games?
1: No, no. So I, I haven't gone in depth with them. I went into one. I think I went into Ultimate Team, maybe a few years back. Uh, obviously just to try it out. I think it was relatively new at that point. So it was probably like five or six years ago. And it it just, like you said, man, it had that stench of, oh gosh, these card packs. And then, and the worst part about this is these are card packs that people are paying for that are only good for a year. They're only good until the next Madden. Then the next Madden, you restart right. the cycle. It's, it's a never-ending right. cycle. And like the mode is... I know someone that plays Ultimate Team, and from what I've heard, it's it's pay pay to win, essentially. You go up against yeah, somebody that I, pays
0: pays for these packs, they're going to beat your ass. I mean, I know, played that's it.
1: the way they go. I played it, Ugh. too.
0: I, I, I played it. I want to say it was Madden 19. I got really into Ultimate Team. Just really into it. Uh, and I'm on the auction house trying to buy new... Uh, players to like upgrade my quarterback or upgrade my wide receiver this and that and the other and and it's sort of addictive because your overall starts off at like 68 and then and then you slowly add players and your overall goes up and up and up and and in addition to playing people online you can also do single player um what's the word there's like single player challenges let's say so it was fun in that way like growing my team and and going through these harder challenges the problem for me is I didn't put money into it, and when I played online against other people, everybody had 99 overall everything, and it's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. And then there's contracts. Did you know about this? No. No.
1: It already so, sounds bad.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if they still do it, but in I'm, I'm sure there's a, a different way of calling it now if it's not called contracts but what it is is essentially the cards that you get in the game you can't even use the entire time you have to buy more contracts and renew the contracts on the cards tell me that's not ridiculous wow
1: that is so that that just makes it even worse you know let me ask you a question did you ever feel compelled at all to spend money when when you're playing you did You did? Did but, you ever? Did you ever give I, in?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, oh, believe me, I've spent, you know, a ton of money on Hearthstone before I stopped liking that game, and and there are games where I have paid money to get new cards and stuff like that. So, no shame in that whatsoever. I mean, there's a little shame in that, but <laughs> I've done it. Just not in Madden. Uh, that was like the last Madden I really played. I I I think I had Madden twenty. But I don't think I really played it. I think I got it like when it was on sale, when Madden 21 had come out, and I just wanted to see what was up. And I stopped playing right around there. I remember Antonio Brown was on the cover. That was like the last one I played. But anyway, we don't want to keep the non sports games players, uh, you know, on the hook too much longer for, the, <laughs> for this. Because if you don't play Madden, we're speaking gibberish, and this is just super boring, I'm sure. Um do you have well, anything else to say about this topic, Vinny?
1: Well, even to those that don't play Madden, that don't play sports games, I think this is very relevant to those um you know, to those other games I just do because based yeah. on the amount of money that these developers are making that EA makes off of FIFA, that EA makes off of Madden, right? Uh you know, these sports games are just endless revenue for these companies exactly. and it's sad because, you know, some of the other studios thank goodness. I, I think it's kind of trickled into some of our other, you know, first party single player games that are, you know, you know, historically single player, right? I, I think that these things are, are very relevant to just the gaming industry as a whole. It's just really sad. And the hope is that this changes. And let me ask you one last question to, to, before we sure. get off this topic, but do you see this ever ending? Do Do we see any sort of light at the end of the tunnel with sports games? Because I'll tell you what, I do not not. I, I just don't. I, I don't. I,
0: I really don't. I mean, let's compare it. We'll, we'll, we'll move away from specifics. We'll just talk in more general terms. You open up the game. And like you said, the first thing you see is buy a new card, get buy one, get one free card pack for this or that or whatever. It, it's so intrusive. And they wouldn't do it anymore if it didn't work. So clearly it works. Clearly it's a problem. The solution to the problem, as you already said, is to create competition within the world of sports gaming. Now, that's kind of hard when EA has a monopoly on the NFL license. They have a contractual stranglehold on the quote unquote simulation sports in the NFL world, you know, so to speak. FIFA, if you look at FIFA and soccer, there are other soccer games that are starting to challenge FIFA um, there's Pro Evolution soccer and there's another one I can't think of off the top of my head but these are games that I don't play I just I just you know I, I read on video games a lot and I see it it's they're trying to challenge them and in this respect competition is a good thing now I'm just gonna go go right out and say it if you don't like it, don't buy the game because they're just gonna keep doing it um Which brings me up to my next point. Sort of similar, but a little bit different. I'm talking free-to-play, games-as-a-service, multiplayer games. A new game called Roller Champions just came out, and I downloaded it this morning and gave it a a whirl. And it was fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say it wasn't fun. It's pretty much you are on roller skates. You have a jump button, a tackle button, and a a dodge button you are supposed to get a ball and it's a three-on-three game and you have to do one full lap around a track and if you do the lap you can uh put the the ball it's like a dodgeball ish thing you can put it through a goal and you score a goal if you do two laps you get three points if you do three laps before you score you get five points and end the game whatever Blah, blah 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 so this game is cool idea you know very interesting but it's just trying to be the next rocket league uh, and, and the thing that really caught me off guard is when you click into it, card pack. Buy our buy our card pack. Buy our um, what are they called? You might know since you're a disgusting Fortnite player. Um, It's like a battle season. Pass. What is it called, Vinny? It's like a season pass. Battle is, pass. Battle, battle pass. pass. That's the word. Battle pass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can you talk to us about that <laughs> battle pass? What is what? It, talk to me. I, I'm. This is all foreign so, to me. So, with regards to this topic. I,
1: this game, Roller Champions, you sent me a link just to, and and I watched some videos on this. I I watched a few videos on Roller Champions, and I feel like the game looks pretty good. I'll be honest with you. It's a free-to-play game. I think that there's a fine line for these games that they just need to, they need to be very careful with the way that they present their business model to players, for example, when you log into that game and you see a card pack, that's the first thing that you see that's very unappealing to a gamer. That to me is is a huge red flag. It's like, okay, great. What is this, you know, some kind of That's that's why I get I don't like playing mobile games all too often. I'll play some, but not really all too often. But usually the mobile games that I will that I'll play is I pay for them and then I don't have to d- worry about any sort of microtransactions. Sure. And those are my ideal types of games. But I think that like you said, Rocket League has kind of changed the game here for for free to play. Fortnite, another one. Apex, Apex Legends is massive. Uh, it, Call of Duty Warzone is free to play, and I'll tell you what, I play Call of Duty Warzone, and that game is just nonstop trying to take my money. I can't even go into the store because it's it's really? a nightmare. Um, the game is actually really good. Like it's it's good gameplay, but man, they really do shove. You know please buy our packs, buy our, buy these things, right? Uh, it's very prevalent in, in these free-to-play games. But back to the discussions of a battle pass, I think a battle pass is the best way that we see right now that that's available to us for a free-to-play model. I, I don't have any sort of... Uh, negative connotations to a battle pass. I, I really don't think of any negative connotations to a battle pass. I know maybe you do. Maybe you haven't. Have you ever, let me ask you this. Have you ever bought a battle pass before Anthony?
0: No, I, I, I think I understand the general concept. Let's just, let's just clear it up for those of us like me who don't understand it. I, I think I might understand it. is Isn't it like you can progress to the battle pass like progress through the battle pass, I should say there's rewards along the way. And if you decide you want to buy into the battle pass, you get all the rewards that you've already achieved. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, so there's an initial price point, so ten dollars for let's say a Fortnite Battle Pass, right? And then there's tiers that you would kind of go through as you play the game. So tier one, obviously, tier two, tier three, all the way up to let's say a hundred, right? Maybe that particular Battle Pass, but it's based on your experience, right, with the game. But you can so make progress. You play, yeah, and you make without progress without Now, with no, you well, there are
0: free versions of a Battle Pass. Now, here's what oh, this is get getting a little tricky. Now. Yeah, I know, right? I, no, it's. Hold on. I assure you, though. Yeah, go ahead. Let me interject for a second. I thought you could make progress through the Battle Pass, whatever season it was. This is so confusing. But I thought you could make progress through it, and then let's say, okay, I got to the fifth tier, I'm ready to cash in now, and then you buy the Battle Pass and and get all the previous... No? Is that not how it works? You
1: could could do that. If you chose, if I'm playing a game and I don't want to buy the Battle Pass, I'm not interested but I just so happen to play that game a ton, right? You are still technically progressing through the battle pass during that time Yeah. You just are not getting any of those rewards. Now you can also, yeah. And you could could buy the battle pass, right? Exactly. Yeah. You could buy the battle pass and and it'll give you everything. Yeah. Who wouldn't?
0: Who wouldn't? If I'm playing this game for free for, you know, 500 hours and I've made all this progress to buy all this stuff retroactively, all I have to do is shell out 25 bucks. Who's not gonna do that for a game that they love? It's, it's to me, it's sort of, a, what's the word? Uh, it's sort of advantageous, I think. I think they're taking advantage of this situation. I think it's a, a business model that is clearly predatory toward kids and younger people. And the other thing that really drives me absolutely up a wall is the loot box system that's literally a legal form of gambling for children and it should be removed from every single game it's it's disgusting or at least the ability to buy them should be removed from the game it's it's a game within a game and the psychology of it really is addictive and i think that that's they know that and the fact that they don't stop it is very selfish and greedy in my opinion.
1: I'm in complete agreement there and to go back to our original topic which was the diminishing term, returns of, you know, sports games, I think that another way that those sports games would, you know, maybe get a little better is if they if they made these loot boxes illegal. Imagine if Madden couldn't even do the Ultimate Team anymore, right? Or at right. least charge money for the card packs. That's actually something that we didn't even discuss but that's a huge aspect of how we can make these games better? Because I'm in complete agreement. I do think that loot boxes are predatory. I, I don't think there's any argument there. I do think that battle pass is a little bit more approachable from a consumer standpoint. I've purchased tons of battle passes. I, I you know, as as you're probably aware, I, I played Fortnite for a good while when that was out. Uh, I think I bought an Apex battle pass as well, and those are 10 bucks every four months or so. You can't really you can't spend thousands of dollars within a battle pass if that makes any sense there's not really a way to get yeah. additional funds other than that $10 price point which is it's typically 10 15 bucks you get 4 months worth of you know of of data for a free to play uh, of battle pass for free to play game if you think about it if i buy let's say there's i don't know three seasons in a year maybe four seasons in a year probably four Battle Pass is $10 every season. You're spending $40 on a free-to-play game. That's, that, to me, is especially if it's a game that you're pouring dozens or likely hundreds of hours if you're buying all these Battle Passes. I think that's a that's definitely a, a win-win proposition for developers and uh, the gamers because I don't know about you, but I, I mean, I'll play free to play games and I kind of want to at least, you know, if, if it's a game that I particularly enjoy, you want to give the developers something. They need something to keep this game afloat, so to speak, right? Um, if, if they're of high quality and they're really well made and and maybe I'm a, my friends are playing it and I really actively enjoy it, I think it's... You know, it's it's it can definitely be a good thing to give these developers money. I don't think that you shouldn't. You should refrain, and I don't think that's a bad thing, for sure. Um, Fall Guys is another one. That's a great free-to-play game. I don't know if you played that, but that's a one. game. That game's not game
0: free-to-play. That... Oh, uh,
1: I haven't spent any money on Fall Guys. Well, um, it was free it is actually, on PlayStation. It, it's funny plus. that you say this, or that we bring this up, because they did announce that it is fully free-to-play. Uh, it's coming out on Xbox and Switch, I believe, in the next few months. This must have happened a few weeks ago. So uh, actually very,
0: uh, <laughs> very relevant <laughs> <Why> <laughs> because they literally just announced it. Why don't people want to pay to play video games anymore? I, I, I think that I, I completely disagree. You should just want to pay for these games. If, if, if we go back to the previous model, right where it's and 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 we'll stick to just multiplayer games we go back to the previous multiplayer model call of duty modern warfare the first modern warfare call of duty 4 modern warfare that game came out you purchased the game for 60 dollars. you played multiplayer you played it for a year and a half two years then the new call of duty came out if you wanted a new feature if you wanted to have a different look to your your uh Player character. If you wanted a new gun that wasn't available in the previous game, you bought the next game. Not only was this game a new experience with new maps and 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 new everything, you were you were willing to pay sixty dollars for it, and it was a better, in my opinion, it was a better experience that way. Um, I don't know though, because I don't I don't play these free to play games. I, I I think that they are uh, not to beat a dead horse but it's they're predatory they are cash grabs and at the end of the day you are spending more money per year on these free-to-play games than you would if you were to spend $60 on a on a multiplayer game once a year in my opinion if you said a $15 free uh, free free-to-play battle pass comes out once every three months and you do that four times that's $60 just in the battle pass, plus all the other additional stuff that you buy along the way. It's I, I don't get it. I I really just I don't get it. And and maybe we just need to see how this all plays out. Um, because I I don't think I have anything else to say. Yeah yeah
1: I I, I don't think it's ever going to end at least anytime soon. So I uh, buckle your seatbelts so to speak because there's a lot more of these roller. What's this game called? Roller champions. Roller, roller champions. champions. And this is Ubisoft.
0: And 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 they also they also had that that dodgeball game, that came out. I'm pretty no 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 that's EA. The dodgeball game.
1: Yeah, um, that's anyway that's an EA developed title. Anyway,
0: mm-hmm. we we have Roller Champions, the dodgeball game. We, everybody's trying to be the next Rocket League because they, these games, see, it seems like these games are cheap to make. They're they're cash cows. They're cheap to make, and you can just go on and on and on with these new ideas until one of them hits. And then once you get the hit, it pays for all the other games that didn't, you know, make you money back. And it'll pay f- for for uh, an entire generation of games, just like Apex is doing, just like Fortnite. Fortnite is transcending generations of games. Um, it's it's really, really incredible. And and uh, you're right, I don't think it's going away any anytime soon. But I, I'm ready to move on. I, I do have an extra mic now because I bought that... I bought a new mic, so I can throw this mic and kick it if I really have to, if we talk about this anymore. (laughs) So, is there anything else
1: you want to say about this? I was going to say, all this talk about EA, sports games, free-to-play games, it's just really riling you up, I could tell. Uh, (laughs) It is. It is. I don't want to
0: kick my new mic. I think it's better, but I will. I totally will. Um, Okay, so... Whoever wrote all this stuff up did a really nice job of segueing into a more positive EA spin. We have from Respawn, Jedi Survivor, which is Jedi Fallen Order sequel. It was announced a few days ago, and it's coming. And they dropped a trailer for it on YouTube. Vinny, what do you have to say about this game?
1: I'm excited, man. This is, I think this was something that everyone had to have known was coming. The The original Jedi Fallen Order, correct? Yes. Is, is that the, yeah. Jedi Fallen Order, I haven't played it in so long. Jedi Fallen Order is a fantastic game. Uh, I beat that game when it came out, and I replayed it when the next-gen versions came out, and it was just as good. Uh, certainly way better, actually, is in, in terms of 60 FPS. There's a 60 FPS out for that uh, original game. But I'm very excited, man. This is from Respawn. I, I, I don't think they've released a game that I could say is bad. They're very high quality, probably the best developer within EA that I could think of as far as um, releases. So this is something that I'm very excited about. And this says 2023, correct, I believe, was, was when they were going to release this, right? Uh, yes. it, yeah, so it's not this year, which is good, to be honest with you. I'm a little... Elden Ringed out, if you will. This game is going to play a lot like Demon Souls, a lot like Elden Ring. It is. It's almost, you know, it's it's impossible not to compare the two. I think that you know, um, I'm, I'm, as much Elden Ring as I've played, the you know, and I'm sure you have. It's 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 okay to kind of step away from that. So this is gonna this is one that I'm really looking forward to. I'm actually curious. Did you play the uh, the original Jedi Fallen Order? What'd you think,
0: dude? I I keep trying to get into it. Okay, I played. The PS4 version, and and (laughs) I was just giving people so much crap for buying battle passes and stuff like that, but I literally have subscribed to EA Play because it's $5. I've done it like four times, where I'm like, okay, EA Play, I'll download this game, I'm going to play it, I have a month to beat it, let's go, and I don't beat it. (laughs) <laughs> then I do it again <laughs> in, a, in like six more months. I go, all right, PS five version, $5 for EA play, download it. Let's meanwhile, the game is on sale for like $10. I could have just owned the game outright, <laughs> but whatever. Wow. Um, I, I've tried it. Like I said, probably three times and something else always catches my eye. It's not that I don't like what's going on. It's not that I don't like it. It's just, uh, it's, it's pretty difficult actually. Um, I, as you know, can't really play games uh, that are super easy. So I usually put my games on hard and I have this game on hard because not, oh, wow, I love playing hard games. It's so cool that I can play games on harder difficulties. I like to use the tools that they give you. And I feel like a lot of games on normal, you can just coast and get away with not using the tools at your disposal, so to speak. So for that reason, I feel like I need to play... Most games on on hard usually whatever the one step above normal is that's usually what I play the games on. and this game just kicked my ass like over and over again on the hard difficulty. so maybe I'll go back put it on normal uh, how did you what did you did you play it on normal or did you play it on hard or how it's
1: funny it's funny that you say this because as you're saying it. I'm remembering my experience with this game, almost like just a little like flutters of, you know, flashbacks of, of me playing Jedi fallen order, <laughs> young Vinny. Whenever this game came out, what two years ago, I definitely started this game on hard and okay. there is a boss very early on. That is fucking impossible. I, I, I can picture it in perfectly in my head. And I want to say it's a frog. It's like a frog monster. And it's very early into the game. I had to change this game to normal. This was this was one that I played on normal. I I I was about to throw my controller, you know, through the wall playing this game on hard because you're right. This game is brutal. And I'm curious because you typically like that brutality of of, of yeah. those games and and they typically hold your attention because of that. Yeah. Do you think are you are you atta- How did you feel about the game taking place in the Star Wars universe Are you very attached to that universe? Is this something do you think that maybe if you had more of a maybe a, a childhood with with Star Wars, because with me I didn't grow up with star wars i, I never watched Star right. Wars until I was in like high school like i those games don't really have a special place in my heart, so to speak uh and I'm very jealous of those that you know that that Star Wars is very important to them so sure. do you think that that setting had any impact on you going back to these games
0: um I don't think we re- we really have any subscribers or followers to lose right now, <laughs> so I don't want to <laughs> shit on Star Wars too bad. But uh, hear me out. Don't 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 x out of our video yet. Hear me out. I loved the original trilogy four five six. Loved those movies. I thought they were awesome. Um, I didn't see one and two. I heard they were eh, kind of like not really great. I thought three episode three was very good revenge of the Sith but then the new movies came out and episode seven was just too much of a ripoff of episode four for me to really enjoy so ever since that movie came out I kind of like just dumped Star Wars from my my brain and I, uh, I don't know man Disney acquiring Marvel and Disney acquiring Lucasfilm and, and, and all this like Disney owns everything now. Disney owns everything. So that it just has that we talk about the EA stink. It it, it, it kind of has like a similar taste in my mouth. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. as far as just overarching Star Wars universe. That's that's just how I feel. As far as Jedi Fallen Order as a game, as a game by Respawn, who is a really good developer. It's really good i think it's it's really good it, it clearly has a, a following or we wouldn't have gotten a second game i need to give it another go before the game comes out and and the 60 <laughs> fps mode you're absolutely right it, it ran like a dream and it was a little bit too i don't know slow in the beginning there's a lot of exposition in the beginning and maybe that's the other reason i couldn't uh wrap my head around it because I'm so far gone in the Star Wars universe that I don't care about the story anymore. It was really more about the gameplay for me. Uh but but I gotta power through that initial one or two hours. if, if you make it a for your consideration, then I'm gonna have to play it. So maybe that'll that's the the workaround <laughs> right there. Yeah.
1: I'll just I'll force you to play the game. But yeah. it's a good point, man, because I the reason why I asked that question is because I had a similar issue with this where i played for the gameplay not necessarily the story I, I don't necessarily care too much about star wars uh i think that the just the the humor the in this game is in, in the original game is is very uh yikes some of it is very cringy you know and and that's just star wars and it, that's just star wars humor so to speak but yeah i was just curious to see if that was an issue for you for you because it certainly was for me and i kind of had to not, I, I essentially had to force my way through this one, but the gameplay was so good. Um, you know, there were, there, were eni- there was enemy variety in that game. That was awesome. It was actually some of the Star Wars stuff was really cool when you got to fight it. So um, yeah, I was just curious, man. But this is one that I think is on both of our radars. And I think that I'm I'm curious. I, I'm curious to see how different this game is going to be. How are they going to get people like me and you? I know I beat the original one, but I kind of had to force my way through it. Um, how are they gonna get people like us to go get this sequel you know
0: i'm I'm very curious I don't think they have to. I think that the star mm-hmm. wars i p sells itself very clearly Battlefield one and two are both disasters as far as I understand it. Battlefield two I think being the much superior game after it had time to breathe with patches and stuff, but regardless it's just like call of duty that IP is going to sell you games no matter what. If they get you and they get someone like me, who isn't really a huge fan of Star Wars, to play it, that's just a bonus for them, in in my opinion. I, I think those IPs sell themselves. I really do. Yeah, I, I think we're going to get more of the same here
1: rather than a, a leap in terms of uh, gameplay or anything like that, for sure. I think we're in agreement there.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it'll be similar, maybe more polished, maybe a little bit better. Uh, whoever wrote this episode breakdown is just absolutely crushing it because this is a perfect segue into our next topic, which is a Marvel topic, believe it or not. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder released a new trailer. Or Marvel Studios released a new trailer for Thor Love and Thunder, uh, which is the new... Thor movie that comes out July 8th. So that got me thinking. We've had Guardians of the Galaxy, we've had Spider Man, we've had Wolverine that was announced. What would you like to see from a Thor video game? What kind of gameplay? What kind of atmosphere? Who would you want to develop it? I'm going to toss it to you, Vinny. So let me just say this right off the bat.
1: I think we're already getting it, Anthony, and I think it's a game that really went went past you. And I and I can't believe you, you didn't think of this w- with this topic. We're getting our Thor game, baby. God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Thor is the... <laughs> Thor. Have you seen the images of Thor in this game? No. He looks a, so honest. funny. I cannot wait. You need to really do yourself a favor. Do a quick Google of Thor Ragnarok. Thor and God of War Ragnarok and, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about because I cannot wait to fight against Thor in this game and they teased it at the origin at the end of the original God of War oh I have seen and him. he is yeah. like a big brute it's kind of a different take on Thor I cannot wait to see him in this game so I think we're already getting it but with that being said my I do want a Thor game where I'm playing as Thor I think that would be awesome I think with the success of Spider-Man, we're going to start seeing a lot more sort of single-player uh, superhero Marvel games. I think Marvel is is wanting to do this. I think they're trying to hopefully find the right developers to do it. And if it's a Sony IP or if it's a Sony uh, first party that's doing it, which I think it would have to be, very similar to Insomniac, I think they would handle it with the with the utmost care. My mind went to Sucker Punch. I think Sucker Punch has proven to Uh be an exceptional studio with Ghost of Tsushima, which they're likely working on the sequel. But man, could you imagine? I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, how beautiful that game is. I can only imagine what they would do with with Thor. So that's where my mind went. I think from a gameplay standpoint, too, they were really good with Ghost of Tsushima. That's why I kind of didn't pick you know naughty dog or anything like that i think those are a little bit slower paced whereas a thor game would need to be a little bit faster a little bit snappier and i'll tell you what man that's that's where my mind went what about you
0: i actually was thinking idos montreal mm, who developed the guardians of the galaxy game interesting very that, interesting yeah that game was so random how good that game was it was it just came out of absolutely nowhere i don't think it sold super well which is a huge bummer but it's very story heavy but the gameplay is snappy too it's sort of the gameplay's sort of basic i would say but it's fun it's really fun and very meta and i think with movies like thor ragnarok you get some of that tongue-in-cheek humor, and I think it would translate very well. Um, I just got a very similar vibe from Thor Love and Thunder that I got from Thor Ragnarok that I also got from this Guardians of the Galaxy game. I think it would be a great marriage. I don't know if Idos Montreal gets another chance with a Marvel IP. Even though Guardians of the Galaxy was critically acclaimed for the most part, I don't think it sold super well. I'm pretty sure they lost money on it, so... If I wasn't going to go with them, I would probably go with Sucker Punch I think is interesting, but that's not the studio I was thinking of. I was thinking of God, this is such a cop out though, Insomniac. Insomniac. <laughs> should... <laughs> it should just make a Marvel just, studio. Just because... make every Marvel game Insomniac, please. Every every one of them. <laughs> right. 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 That's so boring though for me to say Insomniac because it... but they obviously would nail it. You you got that same tongue-in-cheek humor with Ratchet and Clank and and, and uh, it'd be perfect, but at the end of the day, I, I also wanted to say this. I appreciate, um, off the air, obviously, you know, I'm not a super fan of Marvel, I don't follow all their movies and stuff like that, but let's just let the audience in on that. I, I sort of watch little, I, I, I pick the Marvel movies I wanna watch, I, I sort of, ha- I have a lot of gaps in, in in that timeline and and I I missed the Avengers movies and I don't know what's going on and it's I would rather see a cinematic I'm sorry that's not the right word but a overarching universe in a video game than I would in a cinematic universe because for me I spend more time with games and I would get more involved with those those characters and that universe if I could play all these different IPs in a video game Uh, for me. That's very selfish, I understand, but but that's something that I would like to see. I want to see someone take on all these Marvel IPs. It's very enjoyable to play through, and, and more specifically, the single-player ones. Um, I really like inhabiting these characters and getting in on their psyches. I think it's really interesting. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is very narrative-dense, but in a good way. And it's also, you get into Star-Lord's character. You get into Peter Quill's backstory. And they do it in an interesting way. They do it in a very unique way. And I, I just, I really want to see it again. And I don't think we're going to get it because I don't think that game sold well. It's, it's a huge bummer, man. But uh, you have anything else to say on yeah. this topic?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a great, great choice. Guardians of the Galaxy was an awesome game. I still haven't beaten it. That's a game that I'm certainly going to go back to. That's also a very beautiful game. I think oh, that you game played is it? it's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've played through probably about 8 hours of that game oh, and I then didn't know I just got sidetracked. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I've dove deep into that game and it's fantastic. I mean, the writing is so good. The it's very simple gameplay like you said but it's just it's a lot it's just one of those games that you kind of have a smile on your face the entire time that you're playing it you know You just have a blast and yeah i was just gonna say
0: i I, i think that it's better than than the movie like the as far as individual characters i really do
1: it certainly brings that conversation up. It's not It's not unfair to bring that conversation up, which which alone is an achievement, because I think that nobody expected anything from that game. And man, it really was an exceptional game, or at least the portions that I played. And, and like I said, I'm very hopeful to go back to that game and beat it. I'm hoping for a sequel. But let me just say this also real quick before I guess we get off this topic. Another reason why I picked Sucker Punch. Their experience with Infamous, I think that's a studio that is likely, Ooh. they started off with Infamous, they did the second one, point. they essentially perfected their craft, in my opinion, with uh, Ghost of Tsushima, now let's go back to the superhero take, I'm sure they're kind of, you know, itching to get back there and show, like, yeah, we can make the best superhero game, so, that, that was just another thing that kind of went into my mind with Sucker Punch, but, yeah, that, no, both both great studios that I think are, are going to go on to, I mean... I think we both agree. Like you said, Are I don't think they're going to get another Marvel property for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah. As an aside, I will say Infamous Second Son, which was a release game for the PS4. It's very underrated. I thought that game was very good. A little short, but yeah. very good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun for sure. Okay. So our next topic is a fun one. I think. It is the PlayStation 5 lesser talked about features now let me explain Vinny and I have both had the PlayStation 5 for over a year and we are still discovering new things that you can do on this completely I don't want to say optional but it's a luxury console in in the sense that you definitely don't need a PS5 yet there aren't games like even God of War Ragnarok is going to be on PS4 which is sort of a bummer For us ps5 owners (laughs) but it's a luxury console and 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 recently we we started to see some of these luxury features um i'm talking things that that you know don't get enough credit that one of these things is the controller voice chat now every once in a while you want to hop into a game or hop into a a party chat and 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 you just want to you know, mess around for a few minutes, show somebody something in a game or something like that, and and you really don't want to go grab your headset. It might be dead. It might not be charged. You can actually use the controller to both uh, use it. You can use it as a mic, but you can also receive the voice audio from the controller, and it doesn't come out of the TV. It just comes out of the controller, and I found this out recently because exactly what I said. I didn't want to grab my headset. I think Vinny and I were playing Elden Ring and I just, uh, unmuted my mic because you guys should be muting your mic if you don't, because it is all always set to unmute. So I unmuted my mic. I was able to talk to him through the controller and he talked to me back through the controller, which I thought it was going to come through the TV. Cause that's normally how it's worked in the past. And I just thought this was a really cool feature. It was a really underrated feature. And, uh, yeah, that, that's my pick for one of the PS5 lesser-talked-about features. Vinny, uh, do you have any comments on that feature? Uh, if not, give us, give us your one of your cool features on the PS5. So, I'm in complete
1: agreement. I think that's an awesome, awesome, underrated feature. Controller voice chat. And a lot of times, like you said, you'll have no idea that it's even like on... And all of a sudden, I hear your fucking voice through my controller. I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I'm talking to him right now. It's like, it's, it's totally bizarre. It's a really bizarre experience doing that. But it's so cool to just be able to, you know, if you're just in a quick chat, you don't even have to put your headset on. You're just literally talking through the controller. So very good choice. I'm in complete agreement there. I think my mind with this went to the SharePlay feature and kind of the upgrades to SharePlay. Um, I think that we actually did this together with Elden Ring, where yeah. you were kind of trying to show me something, and I was we were trying to discuss where we were, and then we were like, oh, well, why, why not try SharePlay? You have the ability now, and it's... I want to say that they marketed this, but maybe not... Maybe when I saw it, I figured to myself, I'm never going to use that. That's kind of like, why would I even want to do that? You have the ability to make the other player's game... Wherever you want it while you're playing your game, so you have the ability to kind of minimize it into a smaller screen. Choose so I could be playing Elden Ring while watching you play Elden Ring in a way that is not annoying, if that makes any sense. I think that's an incredible feature. The, the share play upgrade, um, you, you know what I'm talking
0: about, right? You're talking about the, the picture in picture feature, right? Where you can yes. have, yeah, okay, that is. I think we were both freaking out when we realized we could do that because that is a cool feature, man. It, I remember this too. He, Vinny was watching me play Elden Ring in the bottom right corner of his screen or top left or whatever. Like like he said, you can flip it around. Um, like I was live streaming it or something and vice versa. I was watching him play and he was in the corner of my screen and, and we were just talking and hanging out and doing some side quests and Elden Ring and stuff like that and we could just see... Uh, each other's gameplay and 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 i remember one time you're playing a boss or something i think i was playing a boss and you were just like roaming the map and you're like oh my god i saw that i was i started screaming because the boss like like threw me up against a wall or something it was I, i don't i don't remember the specifics but it was just it was a really engrossing experience being able to you know, I, I've done that before, where, we, where we've been in a party chat and we're just describing what the other person's doing. But it was so much more seamless to just play my game in a in a game like Elden Ring, where you can just sort of explore and and, and there's a lot of downtime sometimes when you're on the overworld map, and just glance over in the corner of my screen and, and see what you're doing. It, it's it's really underrated and a really cool feature that I didn't yeah. even I I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm sure they did advertise it why wouldn't you advertise all the features on your new console but I missed it I definitely missed it or I, we would have tried that a lot earlier um yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's really cool it, it it just is and and like you said very seamless and extremely underrated let me just say this while we're on this topic real quick because this is something that I'm very passionate about that has just pissed me off since I've owned a ps5 the user interface of the PS5 is a fucking mess. They, they need to fix the user interface. I'm sorry, because you know where my mind went when as you were describing that is I was kind of thinking to myself, like, yeah, I remember trying to find out how to do the actual share play. Like, where is our party? What is a game base? Why are we in a game base?
0: Yeah, what and, is that?
1: And within the game, do you even know what it is? Because because no. we've had PS5s for about a year and a half, when none of us know what a fucking game base is. It, it, it makes no sense. That that's that's the part of the UI that I'm actually referring to is the game base aspect of the user interface. Can we please get a fix? Can we please just get a par, a normal friends list that I could just invite someone to a party without a mess? It is a, it is a mess, Anthony. And I I know I don't know how many. You know, how much multiplayer you play, I know you're a very single player ass player, but I play a lot of multiplayer on my PS5, and I'm telling you, man, it is, a, it is a nightmare getting in and out of parties, even seeing what party you're in is is a pain in the ass. So, just wanted to throw that out there to all those Sony developers that are listening to our podcast. Go <laughs> fix the game base, get it the hell off the, the taskbar, because it doesn't make any sense. I Everyone hates it. I, I've never, I've never it's heard anybody say, wow. What a feature this game base is. I've never seen anything quite like no. Just give me friends list, party chat, keep things simple. Um, What are your thoughts on game base?
0: Just just out of curiosity, um, what do you think? I don't, it just seems like an unnecessary layer to have. I mean, if we're in like a professional clan of video game players and stuff like that i don't know maybe it's a good feature but like (laughs)
1: logging into game base
0: now (laughs) like we don't need that (laughs) i don't understand it and and it's really hard to get to your friends list I, i i don't know uh if any of my friends are online unless i click the home button go to my friends list open it up and scroll through my friends list. I don't know if maybe I'm doing something wrong, but I that's that's how I see if people are online. I Like you said, I, I play a lot of single players, so it's not really a thing for me, but if I was a more mul- multiplayer-focused uh, video gamer, I, I would be pretty PO'd about all this. I, their UI is not as bad as I thought it was for the PlayStation 5. when When I first got my hands on it, because there was like an adjustment period where I, it took me forever just to, like, so many keystrokes just to get to a different game. So many keystrokes to move around and click on Spotify or do this or that. But but it's just different. It's just different than the PS4, I think. Um, but it's, it's inferior. If, if you gave me the PS4 UI on the PS5's hardware, I think I'd be happier with that, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. I do like that the user interface is different, whereas I know for Xbox, when Xbox One jumped to Xbox Series X, it was the exact same. They didn't change a thing. So it's, it's like you turned on your Xbox Series X and you, you didn't even know you, you had one, really, you know, until you started playing the game. So I do like the idea now of kind of when I turn on my... Your Xbox series. Oh, we don't we don't talk about this on that Uh, podcast. I'm like, like, there's no way this kid doesn't know what an Xbox (laughs) is. No, let's give Microsoft. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Microsoft is doing a good job this this generation. They are. Pat on the back. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, We'll see. Uh but yeah, man. I I it's just a pet peeve of mine that I had to bring up with with that with that share play. Cause I remember very distinctly, it took like 20 minutes for us to figure out how the hell to get even into our party. So just something that was on my mind.
0: I have one more feature that I want to talk about and then we can move on. Um, so when I got my PlayStation five, my PS4 got demoted to my bedroom console and <laughs> I don't really play too much on my PlayStation four anymore, but what I do, do a lot on my PlayStation 4 is stream my PlayStation 5 and if you're on the same local network it works almost flawlessly you still have to have decent internet but as long as there's no weird crap going on with my internet it, it's usually pretty seamless and I can you know it's not something I'm going to do for a game like Elden Ring or a game that requires twitch reflexes like a you know a Souls game but but there are so many situations, like I was playing NHL and I wanted to trade for a player that the Rangers actually have in real life. And I just popped on my PlayStation 4. I was laying in bed. I made the trade. It, it took like uh, maybe 10 minutes and then I put it in rest mode fr- from, from my bedroom. You know, they're like turn-based games that I'll sit there and I'll play for an hour. Uh, it works really well. You can also do it the other way, you can also stream your PS4 games on your PS5. That works even better actually, which makes sense because the PS5 is a is a better piece of hardware. But you know, just, just a feature that I use a lot that I didn't think I was going to use. I also use it a lot to uh, add games to my download queue. You know, my PS4 controller will be by my bed, I'll grab it, add a game to my download queue from the PS5 put everything back a rest mode and, and be done with it so I don't have to get up, go in the other room, or like grab my tablet and use it that way. So that, that's just another feature I thought was really, it works a lot better than I anticipated. Uh, any comments on that or any other PS5 underrated features? Are you ready to move on, Vinny?
1: So I've never used that feature. I took my PS4 and I threw it in the dumpster the second that my PS5 showed up. So, uh, not not aware of that feature whatsoever. No, nah, I really, honestly, my PS4 is like just in, I think my parents' like closet somewhere. In the second oh, that wow. my PS5 showed up, it was like uh, this is this is dead to me. You know, this wow. is just another dead piece of hardware. So, I'm I'm happy you found you know joy with, with that feature though, Anthony. If sure. anybody
0: wants a free PS4, DM Vinny and he will send it your way. Just make sure you pay for the shipping. (laughs) Yes, shipping and handling. So the next topic we got is Forspoken. Okay, so there's an industry insider by the name of Nick Baker, and he has a podcast for Xbox Era, whatever Xbox is, and (laughs) he heard that Forspoken might be facing another delay but not for development reasons. If Forspoken and Final Fantasy Sixteen release too close together, there's no doubt that Final Fantasy would destroy Forspoken's sales. This, of course, implies Final Fantasy sixteen really will be coming towards the end of 2022 if this were to happen. Uh, Forspoken is supposedly going to get delayed into the new year. Uh, this is, again, courtesy of Nick Baker and Game Ranks. Benny?
1: So, this is a really interesting one, because Forspoken, if I'm not mistaken, has already been delayed, right? Am I right? Wasn't it supposed to come out sooner than, yes. than later this year?
0: Yes, yes, yeah.
1: So, I am in full agreement here, though. I, I really am, because a, I, from the videos that I've seen of Forspoken, and I've been staying... Away from this game because I want to be, you know, surprised when, when this game comes out because I've heard nothing but good things, but I haven't seen a whole lot. I would be a little bit worried. Who's who's the publisher of, of Forspoken? It is the this publisher? a it's yeah, it's the publisher square, is Square. It is Square. OK, yeah. it is Square. OK, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, right, that's, that's why that's I, I that's didn't want to say. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to say. Yeah, sorry. But i i would i I would push it out again i i it's a new ip final fantasy 16 is is going to do bonkers numbers they probably internally think that the two games are too similar this happens all the time amazing video games fall by the wayside because of a similar game perhaps of higher quality or maybe of a more well-established IP come out around the same time and ruins the original horizon horizon Horizon. (laughs) look at horizon and what was the game that came out zelda i think came out around the exact same time and then this time so and it and then this time it's elton ring exactly so the original horizon came out i think within a week of zelda and i remember it, it was like a whole thing and i think this is something that sort of the the higher-ups have to think about. I, I would consider delaying this game once more. I don't think that another delay for Forspoken is going to ruin it. I don't. If anything, it's going to allow the developer more time to polish the game. It's going to give... It sounds like Final Fantasy XVI is coming out this year, which is awesome. I don't know about you, but if these games come out in a short time frame, I'm more I mean, more than likely just going to play Final Fantasy 16 and then we'll see how long that game is. I, I, I just think this is something that Probably should happen if if we're talking within a month, maybe even two months, Anthony. This is going to need some breathing room here for sure, Uh for Square. I I think this is something that they need to think about. And if if I was a higher up, I'd I would definitely consider this and probably do it to be honest with you. Because and my last point before I let you go here, January, February, March, typically not typically a quieter time, I would say. January in particular, there's not really a whole lot that ever really comes out in January. I know February, sometimes there's some bigger releases. I know we got Elden Ring this year, but uh, I, I think all that stuff comes into play for these release dates. Uh, you know, the fall is a scary time to release a new IP. It just is. There's so many games coming out, and it's not just Final Fantasy 16, but obviously this article refers to that, but there's a lot of competition out there. So what are your thoughts? What are, what are you thinking about this?
0: I think January is an underrated month for game releases, uh, first of all, because I think that you get a lot of the games that really push for that November, December release date and don't quite make it there coming out in January. So I I, 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 I don't think January is, is the slow month that, that, that it used to be. Um, having said that, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think you're right. I think if, this is if Final Fantasy sixteen were to come out this year, Forspoken should be delayed to 2023. Oh, I hate saying that. It was supposed to come out in September, I think. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this game.
1: I am too. I'm really excited, and I don't know a whole lot about it. I've just heard nothing but great things about this game. Like, like really cannot wait for this game to come out and to see what people think and pick it up but like you said man if you're going up against Final Fantasy 16 I don't think you have a chance I really don't I I don't think you have a shot especially if internally Square is thinking this that means they think these games are similar there's they're going to be similar similarly advertised they're going to be you know very reminiscent of each other so that to me is, is is a huge red flag for sure yeah.
0: yeah, they're both action RPG sort of uh, next gen games that. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I am more excited for Forspoken than I am for Final Fantasy 16. Wow. I've been, yeah, I've been following this game since it was Project Athia or Athia, whatever they called it. But it, as soon as I saw that first trailer, I was hooked. It looks like everything that Final Fantasy 15 was trying to be I Don't know if I'm in love with the story But the graphics the gameplay especially Looks amazing. I would be very bummed out to see this game get delayed again But I think it would be the right move if Final Fantasy 16 got delayed I think you're absolutely right. I think that's it would be the right move for Square we'll see if final fantasy 16 is as far along as they think it is that that's really what it'll all boil down to and, and, and they'll know by october when this game is supposed to come out now they they will know by october uh it was supposed to come out already <laughs> it was supposed to come out on may 24th of Damn. this year
1: yeah it's, it's a bummer man it really is because uh, i'm starting to think this is going to happen especially if it seems like Final Fantasy 16 is ready, which is
0: mind boggling to me because we haven't seen a lot of this game. So. I don't think it's as close as they think it is. I really? think it's. Yeah, I think it's wishful thinking. I don't. Uh, Square has so much polish on their games that even when the game is complete, I don't think it's nearly as close to complete as they think it is. And this is obviously a generalization, but for the most part, say what you want about Final Fantasy 15. I thought it was ridiculously easy but that game was very polished when it came out there's some glitches here and there because it was the first time they did sort of an open world thing endeavor like that in a while uh but yeah i thought it was super polished so so i think that polishing stage of development might take longer than they think i think that's where Forspoken is out i think they're trying to because if they were ready to go gold in may then you know there's a good chance they're done with the major framework of the game, and they're just working on polishing and, and getting glitches to go away. So we'll just have to wait and see. We're, we'll we will find out more, uh, and then over the summer, I think I think by the end of the summer, we'll we'll know for sure. Yeah, hopefully, man. It,
1: yeah, at it, some sort of state of play, that you would yeah. imagine these. this this will get announced, and we'll know more about Final Fantasy 16. That's going to be the big. You know, the the, the big uh, unknown factor here is, is that game as far along as this article is leading us to believe. So
0: we'll see. I'm excited for, for 16, too. I don't want to downplay my excitement for that game. Uh, just more excited for Forspoken. I think a new IP is interesting. Uh, but, but more on to release dates, we have a release date announced for Modern Warfare 2. This came out in the form of a YouTube video um, on May 24th. So this is a kind of bland release video, to be honest with you. Did you watch the video, Vinny? Yeah, super generic. Not not anything to note of in this in this trailer. <laughs> no gameplay. It's just like some drone footage of boats and stuff. Honestly, kind of lame. The, the logo is cool. I will say that the Modern Warfare Two logo is cool. It's an M and a W. With uh, the the end of the M and the beginning of the W in green, creating a two. I think it's a really sharp logo, actually.
1: Oh yeah, Call, Call of Duty always got some sharp logos over there. But this this one in particular is definitely a standout. This is this is this is certainly some some creative stuff that we're seeing here. But you know what's funny that um that I actually just thought of, and I didn't really even think of this when 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 this was announced. But we've already had a Modern Warfare 2. This is right. the exact same this am I wrong? This is the exact same name of the original Call of Duty Modern It was Modern Warfare 2. And then we had Modern Warfare 3. And so right. it's funny that they're just retreading these names. I, I think
0: it's this isn't even it's
1: the exact same name. Well so I think that's pretty funny.
0: Yes, because modern Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the 2019 game, was called Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Whereas the original Modern Warfare, this is already a mouthful, but the original Modern Warfare was Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. It was actually a different different name. Okay. So you're right. Okay, I, This I is guess. the first time that yeah. it's going to be literally verbatim the exact same name. Uh,
1: stuff. What, are, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Modern Warfare 2?
0: I don't have a lot of thoughts. I was hoping you could talk to us about this because I haven't played a Call of Duty game since Black Ops 3. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, okay, yeah, no, let me, because uh, I do have a lot to say. Not, okay, not, good. But the original Modern Warfare, the original new original, I should say. No, I'm just kidding. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the newer Modern Warfare, the one that shipped two, two years ago, that has a fantastic campaign. That that campaign is awesome. It is so good. It is such a, just, I mean, we're talking like top three Call of Duty campaigns ever. It, it is so grounded and, and realistic. It is an exceptional campaign. This one, I'm a little bit weary on. I'm I'm a little bit nervous because it seems like I, I don't know what the development time has been for this game for Infinity Ward. It seems like I don't know if you notice there are a ton of internal studios at Activision working on this game. The original Modern Warfare, the one that came out two years ago, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to call it the New Modern Warfare. The New Modern Warfare was developed by Infinity Ward for three years. They had three years to make that game, which is kind of a normal time frame um, for, you know, to make a video game. Now, Call of Duty's are typically cranked out every two years, but that game in particular was a three-year development time frame, and it showed. The campaign was fantastic. The multiplayer was amazing. Uh, and then they released Warzone on top of everything. So it was a really well-made game. This game, I think there's like six, seven, eight different studios working on this, which gives me... Huge red flags here, so so I'm a little bit worried on that aspect, but it seems like they're adamant about releasing this game. I don't know if you heard the news, but they're not releasing a Call of Duty next year. Next year's going to be the first time in like 20 years they're not releasing a Call of Duty. It's going to be so, so bizarre. Uh, that, that was announced last year, I believe. Wow. So it seems like this one is ready to go, though, because otherwise, why would they... You know why? Why would they push back the other ones so far? So you know, I think that was following the at, the uh, Microsoft acquisition. They decided to delay the next Call of Duty, so so they can sort of. I'm cautiously,
0: plan.
1: yeah. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I'm certainly gonna get it. I get every Call of Duty just to play the campaign for the most part. So, I'm excited about it, but uh, at the same time, I'm a little bit worried. And also, the last Call of Duty campaign was terrible. So that was Vanguard. It was not a good campaign. Not a really? good Call of Duty whatsoever. So, yeah. And then the one before that, uh, Cold War, was okay. It was fine. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know about this one. I'm, I'm certainly going to pick it up. I'll put my impressions out here on the podcast. But I, I just just a few red flags here that I'm that I'm concerned about.
0: Um, the first Modern Warfare 2019. Was that a new game or is that a remake of Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare?
1: I want to say it's a remake slash continuation, if you will. It's almost like a... Interesting. I, I think it's more of a remake, though, than, than anything. So okay. I, I don't think it's necessarily a continuation of that story arc, to my knowledge, Um yeah, no, it's it's certain, it's definitely a remake because you play as Shepard or whomever it is, and he died in the original Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. So, uh, it's more along the lines of a remake that kind of you know does a whole new thing with the same characters.
0: So, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, Modern Warfare so, Two, mm-hmm. uh, coming out in October, will sort of parallel the original Modern Warfare Two. Is that what we're seeing here? Oh.
1: Or? I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing that's what they're gonna do with this. It's, a little just, it's hard to take a lot. Yeah, and it's 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 so hard to take a lot from this trailer too. It's such a kind of a blah release trailer. Like like you said, it's not an interesting trailer at all. I, I was I was expecting a little bit more when they rele- when they announced the release date here. So
0: I think um, they feel that the gravity of the release date stands on its own. That's my guess, at least. Otherwise I would've shown gameplay. Any other studio releasing Announcing a release date needs to show gameplay, but Activision, uh, as a publisher, thinks they can get away with that. Uh, Maybe this is a new way of the future with Xbox acquiring Activision. Maybe this is sort of the direction they're going to go from a marketing perspective, but uh, no doubt they already have some gameplay they could have showed us. So it is a little bizarre, and I don't know if it bodes super well for the game in that respect. Uh, trying to distract us from the lack of gameplay with some cool cool drone shots. Yeah, but, uh, some cool logo. Some cool <laughs> logo distracting us. It's a nice logo. It's a it's nice, a nice logo. logo. I like it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm good to move on if you are, Vinny.
1: Yeah. Well, one other thing that I will say is this is supposed to launch, from what I've read, alongside Call of Duty Warzone 2. So it sounds like they're getting rid of uh, I don't even know if you've ever played Warzone. I've dabbled no. in it a little bit here and there, but this is gonna release alongside a whole new Warzone. So they're getting rid of the old one and it's gonna be called Warzone 2. So I I'll be interested to see what that what that's like as well. So yeah, you're speaking, to, to think of.
0: You're speaking a foreign language to me at this point. I don't uh <laughs> I don't play Battle Royale. I don't I don't get it. Uh Don't comment in about it. So uh, our last segment, as always, is for your consideration, where one of us gives the other a game to play, review, and get back to on. So this week, I am reviewing the game Celeste, which Vinny gave to me in the genre platformer. I beat it pretty quickly, and I had a pretty good time with it. So before we get into the Celeste review, I would love for Vinny to suggest a new game to me. As as you should know, because you listen to every episode of our podcast, Vinny got the category Shooter and the video game Death Loop last week. So Vinny, what do you got for me this week in the category Shooter? Okay, Anthony,
1: so strap your seatbelts in, get ready, because... We were talking about respawn earlier. You said, "Wow, what a great studio!" I heard you say it. You said it on this yeah. podcast; it's quoted. So oh, I'm no. gonna have you. Our category is shooter. Oh. You're gonna have to play Apex Legends for eight hours. No, I'm just no, kidding. <laughs> no, please don't do that to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> please. You're gonna. I'm giving you the Titanfall 2 campaign. It's oh a man, nice. Okay. That's wonderful better than Apex campaign! ITunes. It's, <laughs> oh jeez, it's a great campaign. I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about this one. I I think it's an underrated gem. It really is. It is a fantastic campaign. So, I'm hoping. I, I'm not even hoping. I think you're gonna really like it. I think I think you're gonna have some positive, uh, you know, uh, reception towards this one. What are What are your thoughts on me giving you uh, Titanfall Two? Or would you rather have Apex? Because I can do that. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. I think that was a really, really unique strategy, uh, telling me that you're going to give me Apex Legends
1: <laughs> to get me
0: to look forward to Titanfall 2 more. I, Yeah, no doubt this is supposed to be an awesome shooter. Uh, I, is it a cover shooter? Because I am I, not really into cover shooters anymore. I am so spoiled by Doom and Doom Eternal and... I would even say Deathloop to a lesser extent, but I'm so spoiled by these games. I, I like fast, frenetic shooters, so I, I'm a little apprehensive on this one. But okay, yeah, I'll, this, I'll check this it out. This game does a lot of. Oh, it's very unique in a lot of ways, so I
1: think okay. you're gonna appreciate that aspect about it. It's not just any Call of Duty, you know, campaign. It's nothing like
0: that. So I will. Um, I will say yeah. I would never have touched this game again. I have it. I played like an hour of it. If it wasn't for this segment, I wouldn't have ventured into that game again. So I guess, I I, I have an open mind. I, I guess I have to. Let's see if it can blow me <laughs> away, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a little skeptical. It skeptic. will, it will. Dude, Doom Eternal is just way. so good. I just, uh, it's it's really hard for me to come up to that level as far as gameplay after playing Doom Eternal. Um, all right, cool. So I am forced to play Titanfall 2 now, that's great. <laughs> Um, (laughs) let's get into my Celeste review. Um, just thank you for not making me play Apex Legends. I would have, absolutely. Maybe next time. I would have started crying. Okay. Celeste. Still trying to figure out how we should do the formatting for this, as far as spoilers and stuff like that. Uh, this game, it has a very good story. I don't want to spoil it. So... I'm gonna do a spoiler-free little one-off right now. I'm gonna say Celeste, platformer, amazing platforming, story, really tight, really enjoyable, a little bit open to interpretation, but in a good way. Uh this is one that you need to check out, I would say. I would say I definitely recommend it. And I don't wanna say too much more than that. If you like platformers, you're gonna love this game. And let's get into it. Spoiler alert. Deep dive. In three, two, one. Okay, so when you die in the very beginning of the game and become a ghost No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, let me let me say this
1: real quick, Anthony, before okay, go ahead. I guess you go ahead. Go ahead. I recommended this game to you because I kind of know you as as a player. Okay. I know you like difficulty. Right. Check. Let's just put five checks next to that because this game's hard as fuck. Super hard. <laughs> Super hard. <laughs> okay. I recommended it to you also because I think this is a unique story and like you said it's open to interpretation, but it's it's a unique way in you know in the way that it tells its story. It's something that I really hadn't experienced before. So what do you think about those elements of the game? Go th- talk me through your experience. Uh, what do you have for me?
0: Okay, so let's start with difficulty. Um So I I think what you're, you're getting at is that you think you picked a good game for me. I think you're right. I love a good difficulty. I love a game that respects your abilities as a player. And this game does that. What I will say about Celeste that makes it so special from a gameplay perspective, it keeps you on the hook. You do not want to put the game down because the challenges, while they are extremely difficult, present themselves in very small, segmented ways. What this means is you could die 50 times and not want to give up because you know you are so close to getting to the next part of this game. And that makes it so clever from a story perspective as well, because the story is about climbing a mountain. And the mountain is sort of symbolic for, you know, fear, anxiety, mental health... And, and part of that is falling and getting back up again. And the game has a connection point between gameplay and story in this falling and getting back up again way. It is extremely clever and extremely well done. That is a huge, huge, huge... Probably my favorite part of the game is, is that sort of symbolism where you come into it being pretty bad, Let's be honest. Nobody comes into this game and is just immediately tearing it up and just destroying every single challenge that comes their way. You get a jump and you get a dash. That's the entire game. And a grab. That's the entire game. That's it. You know, you get new mechanics here and there, but a jump and a dash. That is Celeste. And uh, did you experience the same sort of feeling of trial and error but in a good way, I should say, of, of failure and failure and repeated failure that ultimately led to your success. Did, did you experience that too? Because that's what I think the game was doing. Yeah,
1: man, and, and that's part of that experience. And the fact that one, one thing that kind of stood out to me, to me with this game is that, like you said, you respawn instantly when you die. Right. Which just makes things so much better. It, it makes dying feel a lot less just stressful. Right. Now now this game is super stressful. I don't I don't want to act like it isn't. But the fact that you respawn immediately, you kind of have that like you said, it, it goes along with the story of kind of climbing this mountain. You know, this is a character that's undergoing obviously a lot of fears, a lot of anxiety, things of that nature. And I think that dying over and over and over again, which you will when you play this game is a part of that experience. It's a part of the story. It's it it kind of adds to that effect. And then also, like you said, it's in small segmented sections. You're not doing there aren't really long sections to this game, right? In terms of the respawn, you know, element. Like you're not, you know, you're not required to do like a hundred things and then you get a new respawn point. Nothing like that. It's usually one challenge and then you're on to the next point and so on and so forth. So yeah, man, it, it definitely adds to the quality of this game for sure. I, I love the fact that you respawn immediately because like you said, I would have put this game down if it was like loading screen after every death or something of that nature. So it definitely adds an element to the game that is, that is warranted and, and very appreciated for sure. Yeah.
0: It wouldn't work at all if there was a loading screen involved or if the platforming wasn't completely, as Tight as it possibly could be because when you die, it is your fault when you die in this game. It is your fault That is what makes it so addictive because you are trying to get over y- Your own uh, Lack of skill for lack of a better word you're trying to get over your inexperience with the mechanics of the game just like you're trying to climb this mountain. And there's a part in the game between chapter five and chapter six, where you literally fall to the middle of the mountain, the bottom of the mountain, but it's like in the middle, I guess, in a jungle or something. And it is a, it is a metaphor for every single little segment of the game that you've been doing where you, you, you jump, you fall, you try again. You jump, you fall, you try again. You jump, you fall, you try again. And the game literally does that on a macro level, Uh, between chapters five and six very very cool i i think maddie thorson knocked it out of the park with this game that is the developer of the game and uh before that they developed um i want to say towerfall right and Yeah. yeah they made towerfall originally and then and then
1: followed it up with celeste what a what a pedigree right there i mean those are two fantastic
0: games i don't know if you played any towerfall have you yeah yeah, Towerfall was a free game of the month for, for um, PlayStation Plus. I think we played it together. I think we had like one of those uh, drunk gaming sessions back when we That's were right. in our early twenties, and right. that was something that we did. <laughs> drink, drink a and couple beers, fantastic. played Towerfall. It was a great time. It was, and 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 that game was the the controls in that game were just as tight as they are here in Celeste. So Celeste just builds on what Maddie Thorson was already able to do in their previous game, which is, it's it's really cool. It's, it's really, really cool. And I do want to say this, the final level is so freaking impossible, man. Like what, like you're, you're, <laughs> you jump to like this part of the map, right? And you're like, where do I go? You have to climb, climb the mountain. You have to reach the summit. You're like, where do I, where do I even, I don't even know where to go. And then you go, wait, wait a second. Do I have to go to that little ledge right there and hang on like by my pinky finger? <laughs> and sure enough, that's exactly what you're supposed it to is. do. And and you go, do you know what I'm talking about? It's like... Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it is so comical. You look at
1: it and you think to yourself, there's no way that's what it is. Like there's no right. possible way. Right. I very distinctly remember saying that at least... More than a couple times in this game, where it's like no fucking way. You know, you kind of say it out loud, like right. you almost laugh. Like you, you really, literally, the only thing you can do is laugh at as to how difficult it is, right? <laughs> because it's such, it just really challenges the player. It really makes you, um, it really challenges your your
0: your uh
1: your your uh, your abilities there. Uh, but no, no what, question about it.
0: What makes it so brilliant is by the time you've gotten through the majority of the game you've developed the skill to beat it that's what's so brilliant about this game it's all it's the whole game is a metaphor for overcoming as far as i understand it this, that's the way i interpreted it at least it's it's a it's a game about overcoming uh mental illness or anxiety and and panic disorder and the way that you do that is by climbing this mountain and acquiring Different skill different coping skills, let's say and the coping skills Parallel the platforming skills. So when you're climbing the mountain at the end, you are climbing the Mental struggles that you're going through now one criticism I have of the story is that it's a little bit too On the nose for me. It's a little bit too uh, This is about panic attacks this is about anxiety disorder. Here you go. I, it, it could have served from a little bit more mystery in that department, in my opinion. Um, like, sometimes I wish that... So, Madeline struggles with her anxieties and, and panic attacks, and she tells you that up front. Uh, it's a little explicit for me in that in that way, meaning it's a little too on the nose. Um, I thought it was a really cool uh, little section to sort of give you an idea, a simulation of a panic attack when you have to keep that leaf, in, or the, not the leaf, the feather in the middle of the screen. I thought that was really cool. That was really brilliant. And, and Theo is a cool character that, that helps Madeline sort of see uh, her problems at face value, see them for what they are, not for something bigger than they are, The expression making a mountain out of a molehill I think is very applicable to this game because you're literally climbing a mountain that you've sort of created in your head because there's no reason Madeline needs to climb this mountain. She just wants to. And that's another—that to me is a cool, intriguing part of the story. She just wants to do it. The characters challenge her all the time. Why are you trying to climb this mountain? Why are you trying to climb this mountain? Because I have to prove to myself that I can is pretty much all all she can say. Great game. Uh, not going to do a number rating either, uh, but I, I, I definitely, it's definitely up there in in the platforming genre for me. The, the game that I sort of compare it to in my head the most is is Super Meat Boy. Yes. You, yeah, yeah, I, I see that comparison for sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's an
1: interesting comparison because. It, uh... t-
0: Yeah, Super Meat Boy has the same, like, you die, you try again. You die, you try again. You die, you try again. But I thought this was way better than Super Meat Boy. Way more... I don't know if it's better. It's more enjoyable. Super Meat Boy I never beat, because it gets just ungodly in the difficulty. Laughable. The difficulty in that game is, is... It's not as earned as it is in Celeste. That's what makes Celeste's difficulty so perfect, is... It is earned. The developer makes sure that you have the chops to climb the mountain at the end of the game. Uh, great game, highly recommend it. Thank you for suggesting it, Vinny. Uh, you got to get on Death Loop and finish playing Death Loop for next week. How are you enjoying that game so far? You want it, Do you want to? Ha- do you have any comments or do you want to save them? I'll save them. I will okay.
1: say this one thing that, I, and I think I briefly touched on this
0: very quickly
1: which is that I played Deathloop, I think, for an hour prior to our four-year consideration take, and then I stopped, and I, yeah, I couldn't remember why. Yeah. And I will say this. I think the reason why I didn't go through with it, and it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, is when games give you too much just text about what's going, or like too many variables, if you will, or too much tutorial too much tutorial in text form. I, I do not particularly enjoy that. So I was actually just playing through it, and I was kind of thinking to myself, like, why did I stop doing this? And it's because there's a lot of text that you have to read through. But this yeah. game's awesome. I, and, I'm
0: excited to, to give more thoughts on it.
1: But that was just something that stood out to me. Though. That's something
0: that, you know, that I agree with, and that's something that I actually mentioned to you up front, that you got to get past the first couple hours of game. It's uh, It's necessary, I would say. Uh, I, I know we haven't been giving number reviews, but Deathloop to me is a 10 out of 10. If I had to give. Wow. A, yeah, it, it's it's that good. Um, so stay tuned for that next week. And Vinny, try and assassinate all, what is it, seven? It's eight. Well, eight. eight. Oh, forget it. You're yeah. never going to be able to all do eight. that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> try and kill
0: all eight of the bad guys. I don't remember what they're called in that game. It's been a little while, but try and do that before next week at this time. And that Okay, I'm on it. That <laughs> is it for this episode of the PS Blue Podcast. Thank you as always if you've made it this far. Do not forget to check us out on YouTube. We are also on every podcasting platform you can imagine. If you create a podcasting platform, we will upload to that one as well. So let us know if we're, we're not on a platform because we need to be on it. That is it for me. <laughs> Vinny, do you have anything else to say to these lovely people before we sign off?
1: No. Go get some sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm ready to go first. to sleep, so there you, you go. here first, yes. folks. <laughs> go get some sleep. Have a good one.